0: Welcome to episode five of Banging on the Drum. In this episode, we have a very special guest pre-recorded. We're pretty excited about this one. Um, We got Chris Jackie, one of my favorite players of all time on the show. What do you think, Mike?
1: What I remember from Chris Jackie is the most accurate kicker of all time. I don't remember him ever missing a kick. I know that's not right. I understand it. I just remember him being the standard for kickers. So I'm pumped about the episode.
0: No, he was an awesome dude. He gave us a great interview. He gives a lot of time. So this episode might run just a little bit long. If you're a Chris Jackie fan that's tuning in, we'll try to explain the the segments and how they work. But we'll just give you a rundown. So we really enjoy talking about the Packers. We enjoy talking about betting on NFL games. We have a challenge, and we're going to just recap the games, try to be pretty quick in the recapping the games, then we're going to pick the games for next week. Uh, I've been on quite the heater, so if you enjoy winning money, you might want to listen up. But welcome in to episode five, Kicking It with Chris Jack. This is Banging on the drum.
1: Patrick, how's it going today? Doing great,
0: living the dream in Brazil. So, what have you been up to?
1: Nothing. Took the kids to the uh, rotary lights there in Lacrosse. Walking around with the kid on my shoulders, and then stepped off a curb wrong. Spray like just tweaked my ankle a little bit. Like sprained would be over overstating it. Just rolled it a little bit, but it's a little tight today. Kid get a concussion out of it? No, I didn't fall away. What the (laughs) heck's wrong with you?
0: Okay. Do they still have the uh, Jack jumping over the candlestick there?
1: I don't know if they do. I didn't see it, but they do still have Crosby kicks out there. So. Oh yeah. Good, good sign. Yeah. So like, that's a good one. They should probably put a 13 on there instead of a two, but what are you going to do? Can't change that. After they hear
0: this, they might, they might
1: switch it back. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you walk the rotary lights? Yeah, we walk it every year because we oh, want to yeah. go and see Santa Claus. Little hoodlums need a can of cane. Uh this year they had s'mores out there. Nice little nice little piece of it. Anyone fart on Santa's lap? Can't sit on Santa's lap. It's COVID uh, season, man. Come um,
0: on. Yeah, I'm so used to Florida. It, Santa Claus, <laughs> Santa Claus gives you a high five, brings you in for a hug.
1: Yeah, to go. Um. So, how did your travel go? You're you're down in Brazil. Oh, yeah, down there.
0: So, yeah, full day of traveling.
1: So, what have you done since you got there? What, like, yeah, what kind so, of cool stuff have you done?
0: So, no, every day has been great. Every day we we've, we've done something. I think i'm seeing the the slighter better side of brazil like i i haven't been anywhere so the worst the worst thing i saw was like homeless dogs that i went and bought bread yeah or gabby and i went and bought bread and started feeding homeless dogs
1: uh um, people are so probably so fucking pissed at you, <laughs> you know what i mean They're like, no they're, they're, they were pretty
0: sweet because like like everybody liked this dog yeah. so we're here for so long that Gabby signed us up for a gym and a run club for the month, and we were doing the run club. And the dog showed up at the run club, and then we got done running, and we we're like, "Oh, we're gonna get this dog some food." But whatever, that's that's the worst thing I've saw. Other than that, amazing houses. Where we're staying at her her mom's right now, so my future mother in law, and she owns a factory. So on this. On the ground level of it, we have a store and a factory. Upstairs is where she lives. And in the basement, it's like an Airbnb. So, like, we have all of our own space. I mean, it's been amazing. Pools, the weather's been good. I was telling Chris Jackie, I was like, I I think this is what it's like to be a privileged dog in, like, a very, uh, very good household. Because... I love all the people I've met so far. They feed me, they give me drinks, but I can't understand a single word that they're saying to me. And they talk to me like like I know what's going on. It ain't that bad being a dog.
1: Now you know. And
0: now, get ready for our first guest ever. Now welcoming to the show a very special guest, One of my favorite Packers of all time, played for the Packers from 1989 to 1997. He was a 1993 All-Pro Selection Super Bowl 31 champion, 2013 inductee into the Packers Hall of Fame, Chris Jackie. How are you doing, Chris?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you from way down south, I've learned. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yep, yep. I'm coming to you guys from Brazil. It's our first international show as well. So, so we got a, a lot of first. You're our first guest, Chris. Uh Mike, Mike just hopped in here. Perfect timing, Mike. Yep. Right in the middle. Hey Mike, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing, Chris? I can't complain. I hear you're
2: from the the large city of Wilton, Wisconsin. I, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> I I'm in Green agree. Bay and I honestly had never heard of Wilton, Wisconsin. So
1: uh, so Sorry. Pat probably never heard of Wilton, Wisconsin. He grew up fifteen minutes from it. So, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's see. True. So, like, it's a. So Pat grew up in a small town, and sure. I'm from a like a minute town, right? Yeah. Nice. So,
0: so how's the weather in in Brazil? I gotta ask. Oh, it's amazing. So it's it's obviously summer down here. So it's been between like sixty six and about eighty four. So. It's been perfect.
2: That's nice. It's supposed to, it's actually supposed to be 60 here in two days, believe it or not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's, it's supposed to be pretty nice here in Wisconsin in the middle of December, which is crazy. You know? Right. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm, I've already got a bet with somebody that there's gonna be golfers out on, on Wednesday. So I'd be out
0: yeah. golfing. I gotta find a golf course. I gotta find a golf course down here. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. You just gotta rent some clubs. All right, well, we'll get into it here, so I see that you were the founder of the Player Alumni Resources, so what's that all about?
2: Um, You kind of mentioned in 2013, I went into the Packer Hall of Fame, and what comes along with that honor is you get asked to do a lot of different things, Um, golf outings, charity events, speaking events. So I said, you know, I don't advertise myself to do it. I, I had I had never, I'd done golf outings before, but through the Packers. So I decided, you know what, I'll start a website just for myself, is how it initially started. Um, but I started reaching out to like William Henderson and Gilbert Brown, guys that were already doing this type of stuff. And I knew they were doing it. I just never had a real interest in doing it, you know, promoting myself. So I talked to those guys. I said, how are you promoting yourself? And it was more like, shaking hands, meeting people, that type of stuff, they didn't have a website presence. So I kind of explained to them what I was thinking. And I just said, hey, if you guys, you know, want to do this, I'll put your likeness on the website, you tell me what you like to do. You like to golf? you like to speak, you just like to sign autographs, you know, all this type of stuff. And I'll help facilitate that, you know, with the public with you, and I'll take a small cut of the, of the fee that you collect. And they said, no problem. So that's in a, in about 60 seconds how it started and and what it is and I got about I haven't counted lately about 50 guys on there right now the majority of which I played with that Super Bowl 31 team there's a lot of good characters on there they all have great stories for corporate speaking some of them play golf some of them try and they shouldn't (laughs) uh but it's been fun I've been doing this since 2013 we had a little slowdown because of COVID like everybody else like last year but it's picking back up uh, people are getting sick of being afraid and staying indoors and sort of do things again. So that, that's how it started. And, you know, we're getting back in gear for it.
0: That's awesome. And our next question is you guys show up at bachelor parties ever to the party?
2: <laughs> I, I, I've had a, a few inquiries for a bachelor party or even a, I think there was a few years ago, there was someone that was getting married at Lambo and they were asking would guys come and be, you know, Whatever it's called, best not best man, but whatever that is, oh, groomsman. It's been a long time since I've been married. Um, be groomsman, and I just said, eh, I don't think so. And just, <laughs> but so we get we get it all from autograph sessions to I, my wife and I. We work together a lot. She's an executive coach. She owns her own firm. And in April of next year, we're going to be speaking in front of two thousand people. Right? Awesome. It's it's it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to. To meet new fans, uh, get reacquainted with some old ones that I may have come or passed me across. Them. I hear a lot of stories about myself from
0: past teams that I've never heard of, so
2: that keeps it enjoyable and fun.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So that that was going to be my next question. So I seen that I was doing a little bit of research, and you and your wife have a podcast together. Yes. So like, how how often does that come out? And I oh. I got one critique before you even start. I think you guys missed it. Without, uh, without calling it, kicking it with the jackies,
2: kicking it with the jack. We thought, I think we actually, you're saying that's what we should have called it. That's
0: that's what I thought.
2: I we may have thrown that around, but if you've listened to it, and we haven't done one in a couple of months, my wife has or about a month. To answer your question, we try and do them to two a month. Um, we haven't in the last month or so because we've had some health issues here. We both got COVID. My wife oh, has a, another thing, so it's like you know what, let's not pressure ourselves and just putting one out just to get it out. Let's get to the new year and let everything settle back down. Um, I forgot where the hell I was going with that. <laughs>
0: uh what did it you with ask? The, kick it, kicking it with the Jackie. That, oh, yes. That, that uh, was my clear yeah for the show. I was like, oh, dang. If, that's what we're we about talk about this though.
2: If you've listened to we don't talk a lot about football unless there's something going on. I think I talked about when Aaron came out and said he was immunized, not vaccinated. You know, I talk about it because I have to vent sometimes, um, but we do a lot of, uh, my wife has her own book. Um, we talk a little bit about that and we try to talk about everyday things. We, we yeah. talked about COVID, we talked about cancel culture, you know, CRT, the whatever that thing is called, I forget what the acronym is for, uh, yeah. critical race theory. We've talked about, so we talk about a lot of different things that are happening, not
0: just football. I listened to the, the last one that came out. Cause I was like, oh, I didn't even know you had a podcast. And one of the things I loved on it was you were talking about like music lyrics that you used to think, but like, you, you didn't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Every time
2: I got round and round for rats, uh big old jet airliner. I thought it used to be like, let's go down to Atlanta. You know, just, I, you, you mess up the words when you're, young or you've been drinking whichever comes first um you tend to make up the words yourself to songs so we, we kind of incorporated that and we've discovered we've messed up a lot of
1: songs you know
0: i our was life gonna say my my favorite one i've ever heard like that was someone thought you know the song beast of burden like, yeah. i don't want to be your beast of burden Bees, yeah. So, so they thought it was i can smell your pizza burning <laughs>
2: I'm going to have to write that one down. <laughs> I may have to mention that one. I can smell your pizza burning. I can't not hear that when that song comes I'm out. writing that down. It's a good one. Yep, That's right. Rolling Stones, correct? Um, Beast of Burden? You stumped me.
0: I'm not no, good with it. You don't I'm know not go-
2: Beast of Burden? Well, you only 31, 30 30 roll-
0: so you're fine. I think it's the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it's guys, Rolling 70%. Stones. It is. All right. Yes. All right. Well, we will get into the interview here. And I do kind of want to go back in time just because I just want to know like what it took to be an NFL kicker and like what, what made you choose that route? So like in high school, did you play other positions or like, did you know right away? Like, Hey, I'm going to
2: be the Um, guy. No, I, I never played other positions in football from seventh. I didn't play football until the seventh grade. Um, and I found out quickly I wasn't athletic enough. I wasn't fast enough to be a wide receiver or a running back or any of that stuff. But at the same time, I was playing soccer and baseball. So I was playing both those sports and kicking footballs from seventh grade all the way through high school and college, and obviously, into the NFL. So I was, you know, and then on top of that, I was playing club soccer. So, I mean, in soccer, I grew up in Dallas um in soccer down there is year-round it's like up here in Wisconsin you only play while while you you can when the weather allows it whereas in Dallas there's always a fall league a spring league and a summer league so even when I was playing high school football I was still playing club soccer and high school soccer all at the same time so no I just I don't know if I didn't like getting hit you know I I say what what position in football do do you not get hit it was it was punter and kicker and
0: I did both. So awesome. Yeah. So I was gonna say this, Mike, this is for you, for
1: your kids. If
0: <laughs> teach them how to be a kicker young. That sounds like a smart answer.
1: Yes. Yeah. So who got you into football then in seventh grade?
2: Uh in Texas, it's it's what you do. <laughs> it's um, you know, my parents they supported myself and my brother in anything we chose to do, whether it was football or soccer or baseball or I think I even tried basketball when I was eleven or twelve. It was horrible. That was just not my sport. Uh still despise it to this day, I think, because of that. Uh, but no, I just it was in Texas. I mean, football was king. Even soccer wasn't that big back in the 70s and eighties when I was in high school or even prior to that. So there were many options. You had to play football, especially if you wanted to
0: be cool. Then, then how do you know? So you went to you went to Utah. Yes. So, so how did that process go? Like, did they see um,
2: I just, it was the only school that offered me a full ride. And, you know, I, okay. I came from a family that was probably lower to middle class. And, and if I can get a free education without putting a burden on my parents, um, I thought it was the best thing to do. I could have walked on. I think they wanted me to walk on at TCU at the time. I think Jim Wacker was the coach back then, back when he was, what would was been 84, I guess. Too bad. You uh, didn't I could get have walked them. on at Baylor, uh also. Too bad you uh, didn't SM, get to be SMU. And these aren't cheap schools, and they wanted me to walk on. And I'm just like, I can't do that to my family. I just can't. And UTEP offered the scholarship. And I
0: said, where do I sign? That's what I was gonna say. You could have been at SMU when it was real fun. Yeah,
2: they were they were fun <laughs> to watch. I remember watching, you know, Eric Dick it, it, not that no, I know what you're talking about. Man, that's, <laughs> no, that, they were fun to watch though growing up as a kid. Eric Dickerson and James, was that his name, the other running back? Frank yeah, James? he's a podcaster now. Yeah, they were they were good
0: back then. But then they got the death penalty, and I still I don't think they recovered since. Yeah, I think they were ranked like one time in the last five years. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But then, then with your UTEP career, you got to see that program turn around pretty big yep. from when you joined – and '84, they were two and nine. Till when you left in '88, they were ten and three. Right.
2: Uh, we had a great coaching staff when I left. Um, some of the Bob Stall was the head coach, but some of the coaches underneath him were Andy Reed. He was oh, the. Really? I think he was either the tight ends or the line coach. Um, our quarterback coach was Dirk Cutter, and he's he's a, he's been an NFL head coach. I think I think he's still coaching somewhere. Uh, Marty Morningwig was a, was a GA at the time, and he's been a, he was a Detroit Lion head coach for a while. So we had a lot of great talent on the coaching staff, and we had a great that team I played on in that year, my final year, my senior season, was a, very similar to the the guys that I played with in the Super Bowl winning team. We all got along. We had a a lot of clowns on the team, and just it was just it was just fun, and it just
0: gelled together all at the right time. Yeah, you got to see two, two organizations kind of turn around. But I did yep. want to bring up, so you guys go 10-3 and 3 your senior year, and then you run into maybe someone that you were familiar with. Uh, in <laughs> yeah, the we went to uh,
2: the big Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. And, yeah, we uh, the quarterback on our team, his name was Pat Haggerty, and he and I and a couple other guys, uh, the quarterback on the other team, um, asked us to meet him out and we said sure we'll meet him out and I heard he's uh, pretty good he, and he 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 could drink a lot he <laughs> loved Jack Daniels and I cannot touch the stuff since 1988 when, when, <sighs> but the quarterback's name was Brett Favre and he was a oh, sophomore dang. in Mississippi yeah um, my boy could drink even back then man Whew.
0: That's fun. so cool that he asked you guys to go out with them. Well,
2: you don't, yeah, you don't even – even when they when they traded for him in 92 or 91, whatever it was, I didn't even remember the name. Really? Father, because I, I just I just didn't. It, it had been four years I, or three yeah, years. Yeah, and you blacked
1: just, out pretty hard that night probably, right?
2: <laughs> uh, I did not black out. I remember I made it to the back of the bus, and then our tight end comes stumbling back, and he makes it about halfway back, and he just pukes all over the bus. I did not lose my cookies, and I did not pass out.
1: All right. Was that strategy by far in order to like get all you guys drunk so you couldn't play the next day?
2: Uh, if it was, we didn't care.
0: <laughs> we were Fair enough.
1: Five. There you go. Yeah, and yeah, I guess you kind of answered
0: my next question is, hey, you did not remember who he was when, when he got to the NFL. Yep. So, so obviously, in that game, you, you weren't just like, okay, this kid's, this kid's got no. something. He what? So you weren't like what, you know, playing in the Independence Bowl, watching Brett Favre uh, and just being like, this, this guy's going to be something.
2: No, just, you know, I was more concerned about how we were playing, actually, because we, we ended up losing that game. You know, just it, it did it didn't occur to me, you know, how good he was even then, because I'm watching our guys. You know, and yeah, yeah. I, I I—I was watching when we were when they were on offense. I was watching our defense. I wasn't really concerned about Brett Favre. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so when did when did you start realizing that you might have a chance to get drafted?
2: Uh, probably about midway through my senior year. Um, yeah, you, you had a
0: hell of yeah,
2: a senior year. I I, it, as I say a lot of different things came together. We had a winning season, a bowl season. I think I only missed two kicks that year. I think I, I I made like fifty extra points or something. Set 49, 49 for forty nine. I was averaging up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just I think I set school records. I think I set the Western Athletic Conference record for field goal percentage, and they started actually the school started pumping me up for All American, which didn't hurt either. And you know, as every in everything, publicity helps. And just things just came together. I mean, I had a good year, the team had a good year, went to a bowl game, got a lot of national exposure. And it was probably about midway through that season that even the head coach would come to me and he goes, hey, We got guys asking about you, you know, special teams coaches and personnel in, in the NFL. And I said, Well, that's great.
0: I'd go, let's let me get through this season, but don't don't make me nervous. <laughs> that, yeah, that's awesome. Cause he, yeah, because I was looking at the numbers beforehand. I was like, I wonder, I wonder when he started getting looks, but yeah, it made sense because
2: Yeah, about yeah, midway through the season. Because we as a team were getting noticed a lot because we were, I think we were undefeated. So we went and played in Wyoming and got our hand, our you know what's handed to us. But um yeah, we were getting, I think we were ranked before that. So we were getting national exposure
0: at the right time. And then 1989 comes around and you're the sixth pick, or I mean sixth round pick. I wish I was the sixth. Yeah, I was gonna say because Tony Mandridge was probably the sixth or whatever pick of that draft.
2: He was the. Was he the second pick? Cowboys had the first pick. They took Aikman, and then we had the second pick and took took Tony.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's. I think there are five Pro Bowlers or five Hall of Famers. Yeah, we don't talk about uh, that. You're from Wisconsin. You should know better. That got drafted. in the first Uh-oh. six picks, the only there, one there that were some okay was,
2: guys. I think Barry Sanders was in that list. And who yeah. else was on there? Derek Thomas, the linebacker, I think was in
1: there. Troy Aikman was one. Troy Aikman Derek Aikman was Thomas won. was in there. Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders. Theo maybe Sanders. that was. Maybe that's. There's four out of the five. It could be. Yeah. It. Yeah,
0: I, yeah.
1: They were okay.
2: I wasn't but, in charge of management
0: at that time.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but the Packers didn't miss with their sixth round pick. They got their kicker for the next what was it, eighty nine to ninety seven, eight,
2: eight years. in yeah. that. In that. Yeah, that so, was fun. I mean, it was it was Green Bay. I in, in the how the process worked back then before it's become so. I mean, you got you got schools having visits for everybody to come in, and back then it just didn't work that way. I worked out for I think the Los Angeles Raiders at the time and the Denver Broncos and. The special teams coach from, from Green Bay came down, and I thought for sure I'd work out for him, but never did. We just went and had a coffee, believe it or not, at um, Burger King. We talked for a half hour, and that was it. That was it, and I thought, well, that was fun. We got a free coffee out of it. Um, yeah. So my agent thought I was going to one of the other two teams, the Broncos or, or the Raiders, and Packers called on the second day. I, they thought I would be going anywhere between the third, you know, as early as the third, but – you know, there's no guarantees in that, and, and the Packers called. And I was, I was excited just to be drafted. I mean, it's just, it's just cool to be drafted,
0: especially as a kicker. I mean, I don't know how it worked, like back back in '89. But how, how many rounds do you remember? Or there were it? a dozen back then. Dozen, so, Twelve rounds. Yeah, I think
2: I was the first kicker taken, and I think Pete Styanovich was taken in the eighth round, two rounds later. And he had and he had an excellent career as well. So,
0: because even with a seven round draft nowadays, you get picked in the sixth round as a kicker, you're you're doing something right. So, right, exactly. Yeah. So then you come to a struggling Packers team back there, and then you get to see it all turn around, and then yep. going yeah, into the. We are. Um, yeah,
2: we when I got there in '89, we you know my rookie season was was, was it was an extension of my senior year in college. It's just having the time of my life. We were we were winning uh, the cardiac pack. I think we went 10 and 6, just missing the playoffs. Um, got to meet a lot of different characters. You know, Don Mikowski and Don Don Bracken was the punter, and you know Brian Noble and you know Sean Patterson was a good friend. And it was just fun when you're a rookie and, and you're winning. You're having a lot of game-winning kicks, and you're, and you're in the NFL. I mean, what could be better? And unfortunately, the, the following two years, it kind of yeah,
0: we got flushed. Yeah. Which go led f- to better for, and
2: bigger things though.
0: Yeah. You go from 10 and 6, then you go 6 to 10, 4 and 12. Yep. And and then we 18. get Ron Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. He changes it all around, you
2: know, he starts bringing in the coaching staff and makes the trade for Beth, Brett Favre and, you know, trades for Reggie and all these guys and it took a few years to build it as you if you remember we had we had a problem with Troy Aikman and those Dallas Cowboys in the, in the
0: mid 90s it took us a while to get over that hump but we finally did and I mean there was those good 49er teams too oh, which, yeah, there were good, which there I were. wanted to bring up so this this is a reason so I was six back in 1996 nice. and there was a Monday night game. I don't know if you remember it. It was October. I, 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 how old do you think I am? Of course I remember that. <laughs> I was going to say, they, they can't forget it. Uh, you go five for five chicken field goals, hit a 31 yarder to tie the game and then hit, I think it was a record at the time, a 53 yard field goal. Yep. Game. In
2: overtime. Yep.
0: That, that was yeah, one
2: it, was, it was it was a fun game, and you, you kind of mentioned I, I mentioned the Cowboys, the dynasty they kind of had in the '90s. But the 49ers were right there with them. I think we were seven and one or eight and one going into that game, and no one was really taking us serious, you know, because because we we hadn't beaten those teams. So from a team standpoint, we finally beat one of those teams that everybody thought would be in the Super Bowl every year, uh, being the Cowboys or the 49ers. And I think people started taking us serious that night. And we went through a lot that game. We we lost Robert Brooks that game. Don BB stepped up, had a great game. Obviously the defense played well. So I think, was, had I think like even I think Antonio Freeman actually went down in that game when he broke it. did he break his arm in that game? I think might have. But yeah, we were. It, it could have
0: been. I'm testing
2: your six year old memory
0: now. Yeah, because <laughs> BB, well, you're you're testing my 15 minutes ago before this interview started uh Memory, yeah. it's 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 already failing me, but I I know BB had like 220, he had over 200 <laughs> yards received Right, so it makes sense that Brooks and Antonio Freeman weren't right So yeah, see. I mean it
2: was it was just a fun game. I
0: mean it just
2: and it, what what was cool for me is after the game, actually Steve Young came up and 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 she just shook my hand and said great kick, and I was like Shit, Steve Young. I mean here I'm playing, I got Brett Favre on the team, but Steve Young. I mean,
0: yeah.
2: He was a,
0: a stud at the time, and that's an all-time classic. So I think I'm going to link that. That might be the prerequisite before you you listen to this Sorry. interview on ours. I think I'm that's fair. Put a link to that game. So they, the only thing that bugged me, they don't have the score on the bottom the whole time. It just flashes every once in a while. So Doesn't. so
1: that's the way it used to be. <laughs> like they didn't put that stuff on the TV at all.
0: No,
2: no, things have changed quite a bit since. When he was six years old.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mike was I mean, so I don't got much. I only got like four years on but it's enough. Oh, great.
0: Because Mike was saying his first <laughs> Packers memory was uh, Don Michalski going down. So my, my and so, memory, and mean, it's not
1: even a true Packers memory, right? So, like, I'm in, like, the other room, like, playing with my Ninja Turtles or something, and I remember my dad kind of, like, you know, just being exasperated with, like, Oh man! Not, what are they going to do now? Mikowski got just got hurt, and so, uh, yeah. like that's what I remember is like my dad being upset because Mikowski had gotten hurt, and they, he didn't think right. that they had a chance then, you
2: know. So did you yeah, remember that? Game? I mean, we, well, we were all upset. I mean, nobody, even the players on the team. I think the only person that knew that Brett Favre could be good was probably Ron Wolf. Yeah, I don't even to be honest. I don't even think Mike knew at the time. But I, obviously, Ron Wolf knew something that the rest of us didn't. And again, I was good friends with with Don Mikowski, and I was saying, "Shoot, he goes down, we're done, we're done." And we learned within what a month. Brett Favre was pretty good.
0: Yeah, because I I think that game did, and you you probably remember this better. I didn't research this one because you guys were playing the Bengals. I want to say. Yep. Yep. And That's when he had, had his
2: it. first touchdown, the kick trick down. There. Yeah, we ended up winning the game.
0: Sterling Sharp there yeah all right so from there 96-97 you guys end up winning the Super Bowl I I think and I mean obviously we're we're pretty biased podcast but one of the best teams of all time and do you have any good stories from that Uh, I I mean other than hitting five field goals in in a (laughs) night and win a game 23 to 20 in overtime
2: it's just, it's 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 everything, and I talk about this a lot when I do speaking engagements, just the transformation that that organization and a team went through in five years to, to win a Super Bowl. Um, a trivia question I always ask is, how many players were left over from the Lindy Infante era that made it to that Super Bowl? And I'll give you about five seconds, then I'll tell you. Thirteen. No. Three. No. You? Cool. One, two, two, there were two, Leroy Butler and myself. Awesome. So, I mean, when, so you're, as a player, I mean, even I was like, shoot, are they going to get rid of everybody? I mean, (laughs) even though you're performing at a high level, you you think they just want to bring in their own guys. There's always that with new coaching staffs or new general manager. regardless of how good a player might be. Sometimes they just want their guy in there. And fortunately I was able to hang on and so was Leroy. But I mean, they fired the medical staff. Um, obviously, they got rid of the, the managers. They they changed the entire identity of that organization, not just from the players, but everybody internally too. Your job was not safe, and they made Green Bay a place people wanted to to come to. You know, their first trade was for Reggie White, and as far as I always say, as far as great as he was on the field, he became an ambassador for people to come to Green Bay. Got you know, rising, rising to come to the team when we needed them when when BB or not BB, but when Robert Brooks and Antonio Freeman went down with injuries, he got he talked to him into coming, but he also got him to come here with the understanding that you can't be an asshole with all of, you know, don't come leave the leave the baggage at home. We just want to come here, we're here to win a championship. Um, and then, Reggie was just great at doing that. He got a lot of free agents to come here that probably wouldn't have looked at Green
1: Bay, um, otherwise. What tactics did he use in order to do that? He prayed a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was never, I, don't, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, of he, he's no longer with us. That would have been a great question to ask him, you know, how did you sell Green Bay? I think he sold Green Bay that if we were – and Mike Holgren did this in one of his first team meetings when he came to Green Bay is, if we can win a championship – or actually Mike would say when we win a championship – players in this city will be treated like gods. And I you know it's I'm not trying to insult religion or god or anything but you understand what he was saying because of how tight knit the state and the city are you will be remembered forever. And I yeah. think that was a big selling point to guys if we can win a super bowl here you will be remembered forever. And here I am. What is it now? They have the 25 year anniversary of the super bowl this year and people, you know, I still get letters in the mail with pick, you know, tops cards to sign and mail back. And I'm sure other fellows do
0: too. I got a rookie card that's coming your way. Is it that purple one? (laughs) I I liked the flow in them. You ever ever miss that? The 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 hair, long hair.
2: Now it just grows in places you don't want it. When you get old. (laughs) What were you saying? Something for you to look forward to.
1: Uh, So you obviously enjoy being in Green Bay. What made you stay?
2: Uh, My first wife was from Green Bay and we had two children and obviously growing up in Dallas, I wasn't going to move back to Dallas um, and split up a family or take the boys. I had two boys. We had two boys. You know, I'll take them for six months and you could have them in Wisconsin. That just wasn't going to work. I still had a lot of connections here, a lot of friends here. Um, So I just, you know, I'll make this home. Um, Raise my, raise our kids here separately um, as divorced parents as we did, and it has worked out fine. You know, my youngest son works here in Green Bay. My oldest son went to West Point, graduated in two thousand sixteen. He's coming home from Germany next this Sunday. Actually, I haven't seen him in about a year, so I'm excited to see him. So that's, um, that's just how it worked out. It's just God had a plan, and my plan, His plan for me, was to stay in Green Bay, and I met my wife, current wife, now here in Green Bay.
1: So very cool. I think I
2: thank Him for that. I wish we could have skipped the first
0: one and gone right to her, but that's another. <laughs> another. Well, then you wouldn't have
2: the Maybe West that's a Jack that is on the job podcast.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there you go. So 96, 97, you guys win the Super Bowl, right? And then you get cut or what happened? Like what was the whole?
2: My my contract essentially expired. I finished a three-year contract. And what I, what I kept thinking early on when, when Ron Wolf and all them came in, Happened after my contract expired. They just wanted to go in a different direction. Um, It sucks, you know. You didn't. I didn't see it coming. You you know. You think you're going to play? Every player thinks they're going to play in the in in, with one team for their whole career, or at least they did back then. Maybe I think maybe a little different now. Aaron Rodgers.
0: Um, Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll um, see how that goes. We're going to try to get him to stay. Do what? I said we're going to try to get him to stay. Yeah, Forever. he should, but I don't
2: – who not – that guy – never mind. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> they, just the didn't, they, didn't, they, they just didn't re-sign me. So.
0: And then so. after that, I don't – were you hurt or anything because you went to Pittsburgh for a tryout? But they they actually part?
2: they actually signed me, and I I loved it there. It was very similar to um here in Green Bay. A blue-collar town, a little obviously a little bigger than Green Bay, but a great, rich history of football. Um, obviously, Steelers are right up there with with the Packers as far as a rich history. And I did get hurt during training camp, and I was really disappointed because I thought, you know, hey, I found another home, very similar to what Green Bay was like. And Bill Cower was an excellent coach. Um, loved talking with him, and it just didn't work out. I got hurt, and then I ended up. Um, really not playing that year i think i ended up playing one game in at washington because their kicker got hurt at the end of the season and i ended up going to um what was that before the anyway, i ended up in arizona for about a year and a half and then i actually my body gave out i i, I hurt my ankle my lower back i've had two surgeries and you wouldn't imagine a kicker kicker's body wearing out but it did and i just in 2000 i decided i don't want to do this anymore it isn't worth it and so I want to be able to walk someday. My kids, I'll have kids. I want to be able to play with my grandkids someday. Uh, so I was thinking big picture. And, you know, I had a Super Bowl. I played 11 years, had the best time of my life, but there were new chapters to be written.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, all good reasons. And, and I could see that like with kicking. And I, I don't know how the uh, like sports medicine was back then, but like if you're, right. you know, working one leg. Way more than the other leg. You, yeah, you there there
2: was it. no there was no gluten free back then. Or keto <laughs> yeah. or yoga. Well, there was yoga, but you know, yeah, guys take care of themselves a lot better now.
1: That's evident by guys like Rogers or Brady, like the guys yeah. that last into their forties, like even guys who have way more contact than them, their careers Good. are longer.
2: Well, I saw. I think it was over the weekend. There's a is there an offensive lineman for is it the but Washington football team he's he's 39
1: or maybe he's a Jaguar or Panther or something the, ba- the Bears the Bears um left tackle I think is 39. Is that who it was maybe that's why I think so makes sense, makes sense why they were talking about it Dennis, with the Bears. yeah yeah and and he got old, hurt last night
2: yeah offensive lineman that's impressive
1: yeah so yeah,
2: you know, these guys yeah. They, they take better care of themselves and maybe they don't drink as much as we did or you know, obviously, my generation
0: didn't drink as much as the Lombardi generation thing got. Yeah, because I was going to say too. Shoot, I, I actually forgot where I was going with this. Because I had a, a big leg question. Like when you got your guys like Zerline, almost a six. I seen him miss a field goal like off the middle of the goalpost from fifty nine yards. So just like the evolution of the game, I guess maybe they're kicking different balls now. Oh yeah. So where I was going with it, like quarterbacks playing for that long, I seen a hit in the the Monday night Gamer that I was talking about where you went five for five, where Brett Favre just got obliterated. Like <laughs> it was definitely, a, if anybody, I hope everybody listened to this, watch this game beforehand because it just looked like he'd be dead after
2: that. Yeah, they, they they really protect. Quarterbacks these days. I even, I, even as a kicker, I get frustrated. I, I, I just like, I, I used to. I there's a defensive back I used to play with, Chuck Cecil. I don't oh, know if yeah. I remember the name. Bloody nose. He'd still be, he'd still be in debt to the NFL for five <laughs> as, as, as much as he did. So it's, um yeah, it's, it's a different game. It's, it's, the focus is, it's like a video game in my opinion. They want lots of points. They, you know, they want to protect the quarterbacks because they're the they're the ones that make the, the, the offenses go, and unfortunately, defense. I'd hate to be a defender, like you know, like a Chuck Cecil. I just can't imagine him playing in today's game. He would he would never make it, you, you just you can't hit people anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and like even when I grew up, things were different. Like the way you hit people, even in for us. So I played high school football from 2000 to 2004, and we were all okay, leading with our helmet, head down. They told you right. not to but nobody said a word if you no. did it and you made a good hit right? right they were they were happy with the hit they didn't care what your brain looked like afterwards
2: <laughs> this is true yeah i i understand what the nFL t- tries to do but, i mean it, the, like the head down thing but every time you see a running back come through the line where's their head
1: yeah, so when they put
2: problem. it down, never, it's not a problem. Their head is down coming through the line. I've yet to see a penalty thrown on a running back for lowering his helmet.
1: Yeah. You're, you're speaking my language right now, Chris. I guess, you're speaking my it, language. There,
2: there's no continuity to what they're trying to accomplish. It's all it's right. all, it's all, all geared toward making high-scoring games,
0: that's, in my opinion. That's all yeah, right. Yep, it, it is like a video game. That's, that's how I played when I was six, watching you. Just, yeah. just trying to score a hundred points before the end of the game. <laughs> well, that. even
2: co- even coaches, I think, approach it like a video game because these coaches are younger. I mean, yeah. you would have never seen was it two weeks ago when we played the Rams? The Rams from their own thirty-five or forty, go for it on fourth down in the first quarter. Yeah, you, you would, you just, you, and you would never have seen that back in you know ten years ago even. It just so it's the game is changing. It, it, that's what they want. I mean, it's a product for people to enjoy. And obviously the NFL makes money from commercials and sponsors and all that. And if you got a high score, high scoring, exciting game, there's more demand for it.
0: Yeah. Protect your quarterbacks to make sure but, to uh, yeah, But that's us old coming. school
2: football guys are going, we're scratching our heads going. This this isn't what football was supposed to be like."
0: I want to jump into what you're seeing with this clown show of a special teams performance that we <laughs> We've been seeing. If it's not the kicking, it's the punt returns. If it's right. not the punt returns, it's the kick returns. And just what you're seeing with what's wrong with, especially yeah. just getting into the specifics with the long snap, hold, kick. Like obviously, you're going to know better than
2: right. Um, well, let's let's we'll, we'll approach Mason first. Right, I think he's fine. Don't get. I I think he's fine. I think he's he had a patch there where he just wasn't comfortable with the snapper and the holder issues but even in the subsequent couple of games where he was still missing everything looked good so it was a mind thing with with Aaron and my we'll get to we'll get to his head case in a second (laughs) sorry I didn't say that we got off um I think it's a head thing in Mason's head that he's just he's it's got it's a confidence thing and I think you know he went four for four I know he shanked one out of bounds last night but you know, that, that stuff happens. Uh, it just, I think well he could house. have
1: very easily slipped or something on that, that they didn't right. show. Right? It,
2: I didn't even, realize. I, I think I was cutting up some more food for, for our guests at the time. And I came back, I go, how'd they get to the, and this is, they'd already run back a couple of special teams kicks. I go, did they have another big return? And my son said, no, Mason kicked it out of bounds. I'm like, oh well, damn, that doesn't help. Anyway. So, but the special teams they're diabolical. I mean, let's just let, let's just call it what it is. Um, they they haven't been good all year. Uh, it's it's to me, and this is coming from a kicker. Keep in mind, it is the most important phase of the game. It, it determines momentum. It determines field position. It, it determines you know the excitement on the field. I mean, if you have if you're giving a, that's a deflator kicking the ball out of bounds or giving up a big return it's a momentum changer it's an emotional deflator if that happens so special teams is very important so if this team has aspirations of going to a super bowl or going deep in the playoffs they've got to figure out a way to fix it and i don't i don't know and i think i saw the floor come out and say they're not getting rid of the the special teams coach (sighs) yeah I don't know what else he has to do to prove that he, does, he They need to find something new, and I don't think they can bring someone in off the off the street. That makes no sense. But there's got to be someone internally they could bring up, even if maybe Lafleur took it over himself. Um, there, but there's got to be something there, which
0: we're, we're we just don't know is happening. Because not- yeah, that's that's what I'm curious about too. Because I mean, we're a big football fans. We we watch mm-hmm. the game a lot like I don't know like what's going on are like guys not staying in their lanes like I I don't know if you noticed because I guess that'd be hard to see just on like yeah that's hard to
2: see on tv I mean that that comes down to coat I don't know I mean that's a great question that'd be interesting to see but this but it's been happening all season we don't have good return teams our coverage teams are you know last night they were horrible I mean they haven't been good but last night they were flat out bad so something's got to change when well, we have four games left, then this in the playoffs, yep. something's got to change and we're not going very far. Special teams, in my opinion, is that
0: important. And I mean, if, if we lose at any aspect of the game, like obviously right now, it's right. going to be special teams. Cause I mean, we even had that muff punt like in, Oh no, never mind, That guy called back. But, but anyway, <laughs> we've had, we've had muff punts where the guy, right. where the other team gets it inside the 20 and the defense holds and only the right. like, field goal. So, yeah. Fix that. yeah, you cannot
2: you cannot catch a pump with your face mask. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's fair catch 101.
1: Uh what are your thoughts when there is a big return as a kicker? Where where does your mind go as soon as you know that you're in the play and having to make a play?
2: <laughs> make it look as realistic as possible without getting hurt. <laughs> okay. You just kick we're not I mean, we have no pads on these basically. Uh, i made a few tackles over my years and you don't feel good tackling those guys <laughs> it's just you look you don't have a mouthpiece i mean you don't have pads on and you you a lot of kicker i mean i've watched watching the games and you see a lot of kickers just make an effort and yeah. do a little and do a little flop just to make it look good
0: you see him you juke know? me out man yeah. he was running straight <laughs> 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 there was no juke
2: no yeah, that happened. Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker did that to me one time, because because most of those little guy, little guys that are returning kicks are little guys. Herschel Walker was not; he was not a juicer. He <laughs> ran me over one year in the Metro. No.
1: <laughs> what would your coaches tell you to do? Did they tell you like?
2: Oh, they're telling you to make you got to help the help. You. You gotta make the you got to make the tackle. You got to make okay. the tackle. So that's why that's why we got to do a really good act acting job. for them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just make that business decision.
2: Yeah. Just, you know, don't use your legs. You know, I've seen, kickers, I've seen kickers do that. They try and trip them. I go, don't use your legs. You, you That's your bread and butter, your legs. If you break a leg, you're done.
1: Yeah. See, and I think to be fair, like, it's really important to have a good kicker. We watched that with like the bears where they couldn't find a, a guy for a couple years.
2: Right. And I
1: don't know that it's not that guys are not talented. I think that it's got that guys get in their own head, right? And if you have a guy that stays out of his head, he can make those clutch kicks like you or like Mason or um, who else was real good for the Packers, Longwell, like any of those type of guys. Sure, yeah. Like guys that can consistently make it. You don't want them hurt either because replacing them is tough. Well, it's it's, it's points. (laughs) Yeah. I
2: mean, especially – I mean, you see that all the time, especially this season with Mason on social media. We got to get rid of them. And I keep asking, go, who are you going to bring in?
0: Exactly. You got to answer that in, You're going to
2: bring in someone off the street who can't make 30 other teams, but you're going to bring them to Green Bay in December? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so, yeah, that usually shuts them up. But yeah, I mean, Mason's going to be fine. I'd rather have Mason in a slump kicking here in December and
1: January than some guy off the street. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so hey, I really like the answer somebody just bring somebody in. I love that answer. Yeah. Somebody. yeah. Give me one name. Right. And they don't have one. There are yeah. none. Yeah. And, I,
0: and I'm never one to call for like a kicker's head or anything like that. Cause I mean, they go on a funk and then, cause even, even I feel like when I was rewatching stuff from the season where you end up going five for five, going on that stretch, like there were, mm-hmm. There was a little struggle before you get that game, and yep. then, then obviously the yeah. rest is history. But I mean, you guys didn't have much. I mean, you had one of the best kick returns of all time. Yeah, you taking you the ball. Yep.
2: I yeah, mean, I mean we had a we had a Nolan Cromwell. It was an excellent, you know, special teams coach. And we put I don't know I don't know how much time they put in to special teams nowadays. I know. We, there was a special team's practice 30 minutes prior to every practice during the week almost like Friday and plus there's a special team session during practice so I know we put a lot of effort and I'm assuming it's the same now I just I can't imagine there isn't but there was a lot of effort. I mean we had Desmond Howard we had guys that were motivated on coverage teams William Henderson was a rookie that year and he was on every coverage team the return team. Uh, on the roster. So it was a lot of guys made their names because of special teams on that team.
1: And, and it won I'm the Super, Bowl, be won the before Super get, Bowl. Before we get too far, I'll have to be honest. The first time Mason had his funk, you know, five years ago or whatever, five years ago, I was no. calling for his head. I've since changed yeah. my mind on that. So I was I have, not. I've evolved.
2: I was praying the season ended because I mean, it was all in his head. I mean, that was it was so obvious. A lot of times when a kicker goes out for a kick, the camera kind of goes in real close up, and he just had that lost look in his eyes. Like, he, like I tell my, I don't know why, he's not going to make it. I go, it, he's, already, he's already missed inside his head, and sure enough, he missed. So it's, it's, there's a lot. Kickers, I mean, everyone's mental. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a kicker or a quarterback, but um, when you're in a funk, you're in a funk. And sometimes the season ending is the best cure. Which it was for him. He came back and I think they oh, yeah. gave him an incentive laden contract. And I think he,
0: you know, was all pro basically. Yeah, he's crushed.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean,
0: maybe not this year, but yeah, I, I still have faith. So I, I'm not worried about Mason so much yeah. as, as the rest of the special team. Um, yeah, they scare me. Yeah. So when you were kicking, though, it was usually the backup quarterback, right, that was holding the ball. Mm hmm. What, what do you think pushed the change where like now punters, it seems like. Well,
2: uh, I started actually, actually punters were the primary holders during my time too. Um, okay. Um, there was a time when we had a, Paul McJulian was a punter here for a while, but he didn't know how to hold. So Don, or not, um Dom Mikowski was my holder. And then when he went down, Brett Farr became my holder, which was scary as shit because
0: he, he, he hated it, was horrible at it, would let go of the ball and that would be me too. I would have the finger on it. I, mean, I never I never let my friends get a good kick. I would pull my yeah. finger. Well he
2: would, I mean, there's there, if you Google it, there's pictures out there of him doing this with his finger. And he would always tell me before I kick, he'd go, he go, Chris, don't kick my finger. I go, Brett, I'm not gonna kick the <laughs> finger. But I I said, Brett, if you lift if you let go of the ball, I will kick it next time. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I he, only get, just he became have nice to the starter.
2: Group. And then Dom, I think they suited him up as number two, so that he was he was back to being my holder. So, yeah, Prime um, Craig Henschik was my holder,
0: Dom Bracken when I first came in. Um,
2: so yeah, even for me, it was primarily punters that
0: were holding. Okay. For some reason, I just always remember like Doug Peterson or something holding. Maybe it was just because it was in the video games. Uh, he but, was.
2: Uh, he was like a third backup, I believe. He may have held Blair Keel held for a while. <laughs> Again, this was all during that time we had a punter that didn't know how to hold. So I think you're right. I think Doug Peterson was a backup. Uh, Blair Keel was I think they were actually switching Doug Peterson and Blair Keel. They were two in, one would be number that's the backup quarter one week and then they'd be number three the following the next week. And so I was alternating during the season with two different holders, which was a nightmare. But
1: oh I bet. No one didn't listen to me. Is that a, is that a really like a specialty position that when you change that out, it's going to affect your kicking a lot?
2: It can, um, as long as they're good at it. I mean, most punters, I know they brought in a new punter. Is this his first year, this new guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he had done it in the past. So I don't think it's a big deal, um, but it's when they brought in the new snapper. Now that takes some time to get used to, but it shouldn't take more than a week in my opinion. So I you know, I'll give Mason you know, a little bit for maybe one game, but after that it's all on him. So, but he's, he's
0: figuring it out. So with that, we don't want to keep you for too much over an hour here. Yeah. So almost my bedtime? Yeah. what What's your prediction on how the Packers season is going to go here?
2: Well, oh, let's see. We got the Ravens next. Um, and, and actually a couple of weeks ago, that game kind of scared me a little bit because we're there, but, um, Lamar Jackson's now injured, is my understanding. So yep. I don't, I don't see that being a problem if he's hurt. And then who do we got? The Browns
0: after that. Browns, uh, let me pull up. The Browns rest. should
2: not be a, Browns should not be a problem. Vikings scare me a little bit because I think that team just finds a way to lose all the time. They're not getting blown out by people. They're dangerous. Oh, yeah. believe, it or not, believe it or not, I think the Lions could be dangerous because they have nothing to lose, and every player on that team is trying out for the team next year. So that yeah. team, that, we got to be careful of that game, even though they're horrible. And it's it's, it's funny to say a 1-15 team might be dangerous, but they can
0: be. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah, so it, I think easily 4-0. I think we can finish. Um, would it shock me if we lost one of those four somewhere
0: along the line? No. Then in the, the gotcha game. then in the playoffs, you think you think the special teams can pull it together
2: and <laughs> uh they better. or we're gonna be one and done. That's my prediction. It's it's, it's that important. You yeah. can't you can't have turnovers, you can't miss field goals, um, you gotta cover punts and, and kickoffs. Uh especially especially if you're playing in Lambo where it's cold. Field position is is vital. Um uh, there's usually not high-scoring games that you're playing at Lambeau Field in January. Was that your girlfriend that just walked by? Yep, that's my fiance. Oh, tell
0: her I said, hey. Uh, Chris, says, Chris says hi, baby. Hi. She says hi back.
2: <laughs> I heard. Um, so, yeah, the, the special teams have got to get it together. They're, it's an important phase of the game in January in Lambeau
0: Field. And, yeah, I agree. I think if if anything it's going to knock us out of the playoffs, it's going to be what we've it, been seeing on special teams. It could. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for coming Anytime. on. Anytime. This is awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. Anytime, guys.
1: All my yeah, friends. Bring, bring oh, back sorry. some of that
2: warm weather from
0: south of the equator. You're, yeah, on the I, other side of the, you're on the bottom part of the world. I know. It's and it's amazing. I've been getting treated like a king down here. I know, <laughs> I know what it feels like to be a well-treated dog now. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm like, I love these people, but I don't understand a thing that they're saying to me. <laughs> just just nod your head a lot they, like feed you do me. Your... they give me drinks yeah. i'm good to go <laughs> oh that uh, sounds like a nice place oh it's amazing That's pretty right. lucky all right thanks again chris anytime awesome. thank you that was a great interview with chris jackie we had there wasn't he super cool, Mike? I was super surprised by like how chill he was. Like he gave us way more time than I expected.
1: He gave us a boatload of time. Like for someone to, like that, we just kind of reached out to him, like, hey, like, we want to give this a shot, to give us that much time and to like be as honest and like open about like a bunch of things. Yeah. I couldn't expect anything better. They say never. That was
0: yeah, they say never meet your heroes, but they're they're dead wrong. That was pretty cool. <laughs> he, he was a good dude. That yeah, was super cool he, he, with him.
1: He was super cool. He gave us a lot of information, um, answered everything that we asked of him. He didn't try to skirt around anything, which was awesome.
0: Yeah, I was, I was impressed. Get ready for more of that. I, we, we got a list of people we're going to be reaching out to. William Henderson, if you're listening. We want you.
1: I do. <laughs> yes, we we would like to hear from anyone that has any information, like on pretty much anything, right? Especially if you played for the Packers, we'd be really into that.
0: Yeah, especially during the season. I think I think in the off season we're gonna we're gonna try for some funnier interviews. Until then, how many sun drops do you think you're gonna be shotgunning, Mike?
1: I feel like I am going to be shot (laughs) on all the sun drops. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I think your, your lead is too big right now. I'm I'm hosed, you know? All right. So
0: if you're a new listener listening in, uh, if, uh, if Chris gave us some publicity and you're a Chris fan listening in, um,
1: and why would it be a Chris fan?
0: Yeah. And, And if you are just a Chris fan, this is probably the the time you could stop. But we hope you don't. We hope you keep listening. So our next segment we call the Sundrop Challenge. We bet bing bongs on games. Each game is we bet 100 bing bongs on um, against the spread with 10% juice. So if we win the game, we get 100. If we lose the game, we lose 110. We do it week by week. If if Mike wins a week, that sundrop goes to me. And if I am down sundrops at the end of the regular season, I have to shotgun them on video and we're going to put it on our website, on our Twitter. Uh, we should probably expand to Facebook. So probably on Facebook. Yeah, it, it just isn't going to be a pleasant my, Mike thinks it might be pleasant, shotgun and sundrops.
1: I've never had a bad sundrop. Let's put it that way.
0: There you go. It actually might be very tasty.
1: So it might be I, tasty when they go down and tasty when they come up. So, you know.
0: I hope I explained that good enough. Got any questions, hit uh, at on Twitter. We're on Twitter right now. We'll get on Facebook eventually. Uh, at banging underscore drum up. Tell us to clarify Clarify the rules of this segment. But anyways, 100 a game. If you win, you get 100. If you lose, you lose 110. If you lose the season between – or Mike or I lose the season, we're going to be shotgunning between one and what, – what could you lose up to? Six?
1: Six. So we start. we started in what, week 10? I think we started week 10. So 18 weeks, so 10 – through 18, that's nine game. There's nine games there. And then you also have the um, overall season record. So, what can end up happening is if I lose every week and the overall season, which if I lose every week, I have to lose the overall season. I would have to do uh, 10, 10 sunburns. It's either nine or 10. That's where we started in the season. I fully anticipate that Pat's going to take, you know, Take a crap in the bed, and I will come back pretty easily and win this. No worries.
0: That's wishful thinking right there. We'll actually have a score update, I'm pretty sure, for this one. So, on the week so far, I'm once again ahead of Mike. That's a common theme, Uh, heading into the Monday night game with Mike going six and six, six, six and one, and hitting his Coney Island double dog, which is the one game you got to pick a dog to win without the spread. So Mike hits his Coney Island double dog, making him plus 40 bing bongs before the Monday night game uh, for the week. And I went 7-5-1, and one, and I also hit my Coney Island double dog. So we did pretty good with the Coney Island double dogs on this one, uh, giving me 250 bing bongs for the week. The week will push, though, if the Rams can cover plus two and a half. If the Cardinals win by a field goal or more, Mike will be down three sun drops in the challenge that he will have to shotgun at the end of the season if he can't make up that that deficit. Uh, Total bing-bong count before the Monday night game. If you are betting with me, you are up 1,200 bing-bongs. With Mike, you are still up 140 bing-bongs. So not, not bad either way. You're at least not losing your house. If
1: you're, yeah, if you're so honestly, I'm pretty surprised that we are both plus money, right? Mm-hmm. So plus bankbongs. It's not money. We're not betting money. Yeah, it's illegal sure. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I put J- uh, Pat in jail for about ten years down in Brazil.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no betting here.
1: <laughs> I have no idea if that's accurate.
0: No, I think you can you can get away with whatever you want down here. No. Uh, all right, so we're going to roll into the games. We're going to try to do this pretty quick because I know we got a long interview on there. Like I've been saying, I'm in Brazil on vacation. So I get to watch my fair share of football, but not as much as I usually do to break this down. So the first game we had on the docket was the Thursday night game, which was wild. Uh, Steelers at the Vikings, Vikings were minus three. Vikings win 36 to 28. And we were both on the Steelers, so we were both losers. So,
1: right there already, yeah. you
0: can see our, our bias. It um, yeah. just bet against yeah, Vikings it, and it bet showed, It shows
1: right through. <laughs> shows right through. So, for me, I was watching that game. I made it to about maybe just at the start of the second half, and I was like, I ain't watching this shit no more. Vikings are going to fucking stop them, and I am out. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. I go to bed, and I wake up, and it was – like relatively close. Oh, dude!
0: Did you go back and watch it? No,
1: no. Nope. I was just like, because it yeah. happened.
0: Yeah. So Cooks was running, or Cook was running loose. Jefferson's obviously a beast. Crazy ending. Uh, I don't know how the Vikings almost pissed that one away, but ending score thirty six to twenty eight. Mute drops a touchdown. He, I mean, Fucking- he got he he got hit. So I don't, I don't know how you call it, but definitely a catchable ball that would have made the score 34-36 to 36 with a shot to tie the game. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know how the Cowboys pissed that one. Not the wow. wow. The
1: Steelers. Uh, <laughs> You're talking come? about the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, the Vikings. I was watching that game. I thought there was no chance the Steelers could come back in that game. None at all. You know, I got to get up early. I got to work. I'm going to bed. I'm not watching the Vikings win a game by just stomping on something. Nope. I wasn't interested in that.
0: Nope. There was a will, there was a way. Kirk Cousins had some big picks. Uh yeah, I, I don't know if picks, but he definitely had a big pick. Um, but yeah, anyways, pretty, pretty interesting game, but but or Vikings let him right back in it. Uh, we'll roll on the next game that we had. Uh Ravens at Browns, Browns were minus. Browns win 24-22 to and we both pushed on that one. So push, push Browns take a big lead and end up holding on to it despite uh, despite uh, Tyler Huntley's best effort to make a comeback. So after Jackson went down this, this dude played pretty good. Huntley's
1: I think he's decent so I think he's a good he's a decent quarterback for a backup and he does a nice job with being Lamar Jackson's backup which I think is tougher than most because you're not trying to be like a traditional quarterback, you're trying to be fit into that offense, and maybe that's his style too. So,
0: yeah, no, I mean, you got if you're the coaching staff, like you got to prepare for your backup to go down, and definitely when you have Lamar Jackson, you're going to have a different plan for whoever else is playing quarterback. So, uh, Browns took an early lead, held on to it, looked like the Ravens made a good push there. But next game we got is Cowboys minus four at the football team in Washington. Cowboys win 27 to 20. I was on the Cowboys win my bang bongs. Mike loses his 110.
1: Did you, did you watch that game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Cowboys were killing them. Like, there was, they had no business being anywhere near that game. And then, the cow, like, it was classic Mike McCarthy. He just decided, well, I don't know if I want to win this game or not. Let me yeah. throw a pass here that I don't sit, need to throw a pass on. Sit on the lead. He, he made all the wrong decisions, it felt like. Yeah, I mean, Dak made a bad decision throwing, throwing that pick six, too. But yeah. until that happened, they had no chance. They
0: just have so many playmakers. They're
1: dangerous. Like even
0: even on the defense, the, the digs, dude that's getting all the sacks.
1: Michael uh, Parsons. Michael Parsons. Yeah. yeah, that guy is real good. Yeah. He's real good.
0: And they showed up to play. They had a big game. But but yeah, Cowboys take the early lead, almost piss it away. I feel like that's a common theme this week. Uh, but not in our next game where Mike picks the Raiders. I pick the Chiefs. Chiefs are minus nine and a half. Chiefs win. 48 to 9. I won the bing bongs. Mike won the bing bongs. And all I got for this game is the Raiders stink and the Chiefs are really good. I think they're back. Fair enough. All right, roll into the next one. Seahawks at Texans. Seahawks were minus seven and a half points on the road. I think we both kind of could see that one coming. Anyway, Seahawks win 33 to 13. We both win the bing bongs. Uh, Russ and Seahawks are going to be a tough out from here on out. I, I think. Like, I yeah, don't think they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They dug themselves too deep of a hole, but they're good. I mean, yeah, whatever. They're, they got Russell in the fantasy
1: this. minute, in the fantasy minute, or the rumple eight, or whatever we're calling it. Um, I just took the wrong wide receiver too, yeah. and I took Metcalf instead of Lockett. So, yeah.
0: messed Lockett up the game. And you picked the running back that was hurt, so we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah. So ne- next game we have is Jaguars at the Titans. Titans Titans were minus nine and a half at home. I was stupid and had faith that the Jaguars would cover. Uh, Mike was smart, had the Titans. Titans win twenty to nothing. Mike won the big box. Pat loses the big box. Uh, Lawrence played like shit. Titans defense looked good.
1: Yeah, I so I didn't see any of that game. I just saw the score. That's kind of in they're having so much turmoil with Jacksonville. It's not good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Urban Meyer stuff. I don't like to well, like, so, kick a guy when he's down, but man, I can kick the shit out of Urban Meyer when he's down.
1: I don't mind. Yeah. That. I have like I do not I am not a fan of Urban Meyer. I I really hate guys who are successful, apparently. Matt Dole, <laughs> Urban Meyer. You're like, if you like, if you do well at something, I hate you.
0: <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll roll. No reason at the all. There's reason to question, question Urban Meyer, but whatever.
1: Well, there's reasons to question. Yeah, that's not wrong.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll roll to the next one. Saints minus five and a half at the Jets. Um, Mike loves Taysom Hill, so he picks the Saints. I thought the Jets – could keep it close at home when I was stupid. Mike wins the bang box. Badly the Bing Bongs. Uh, long story short, for me is Jets Stink. Camara being back is such a big difference. Uh, but if they play a better defense than stacks box, uh, they're going to be in trouble because Taysom Hill can't throw the damn ball. He he did throw the ball like fairly well on the
1: statue. Yeah. So the statue doesn't always yeah determine yeah. whether or not you can throw the ball though. I think Taysom Hill is better than Trevor Simeon. Gives you more options at the very least.
0: Yeah, no, I I think with Kamara being back, that that backfield, I mean, obviously it's going to be better with Kamara back, but you you get your easy little short throws in. You get your more dynamic, like, read option play out of it. Big difference. But I think if you're a defense and you're like, Hey, we're we're putting eight nine guys in the box and just making. If you're a good enough defense, do that. The the jet, I mean, the Saints aren't going to be able to do what they did in the Jets. The Jets suck, so that's pretty. Yep. All right, Falcons at Panthers. First ever double dog pick. So the Panthers were minus three. So. So I picked the Falcons to straight up win the game. Uh, Mike picked the Panthers, and Pat hits the first ever Coney Island double dog, which gives me 200 bing bongs, and Mike loses 110 bing bongs. Um, easiest double dog I've ever tasted. Didn't have to drive anywhere to get it. Uh, both teams stink, and the NFC South is all the bucks, no problem. That's what I got.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think either team is good.
0: Yeah, the hammered dog poop.
1: I, I mean, so I think that at times Cam can take over a game and like dominate. He just hasn't did against the Cardinals, right?
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: he, his first he game some, back,
0: he had some nice runs in this game, but he's a bad. I had a bad pick, though, for sure too. Yeah. So. All right, next game we got Lions at the Broncos. Broncos were minus eight. Uh Mike picked the Broncos. Broncos win 38 to 10. I picked the Lions. Mike wins the Bing Bongs. I lose the Bing Bongs. Uh Lions are bad. Broncos are okay. I don't know. Kind of story that game.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see much of that. Didn't even I actually didn't even know what the end score was for that game. Didn't yeah. care. The only thing I cared about was if the Lions went one I one one They
0: they did it for you, Mike. They made you happy. Yes. One's across the board. All right, next game, Giants at Chargers. Chargers were minus 10.5. Mike picked the Giants. Jeez, Mike, how dumb can you be? Uh, And Pat picked the Chargers. Chargers win 37-21. I won the Big Box. Mike loses the Big Box, and that was just a good old. Oh uh, good old-fashioned open And final score was even closer than that, but, like the Giants tacked one on at the end. Yeah.
1: yeah. Giants are a rough team. We They're
0: won't rough. spend, we won't spend any time on that one. So now no. we got Mike's double dog where he ends up hitting. We have the 49ers at the Bengals. Bengals were minus one. Mike takes the 49ers for his double dog, Mike wins the bet with the 49ers winning 26-23. I picked the Bengals because I have a lot of Bengals on my fantasy team, and I chose them to make the playoffs. I think that that was my reason, but Jamar Chase is a beast. Uh, San Francisco comes out early lead and almost loses it. That one went into overtime. But yeah, that was a common theme this week. Like Teams getting out to big leads and just
1: in the yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised, but I I feel like the Niners are good.
0: I think they are. I think that. And Niners... I don't. And I
1: don't know what. And I don't know what the Bengals are. I guess I don't know what the Niners are either. But I think they're both plus teams. They're above average.
0: Yeah.
1: And they are just. Just that, just above average.
0: Yeah, and I think they're both going to be scrapping for a playoff spot. I do think the Bengals can still win the AFC North. They Um,
1: might. The way things are going right now, holy cow.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals have the NFC West on lock, basically. But I think the 49ers are going to be battling with the Vikings for that last playoff spot.
1: Go Niners.
0: Yeah, that's what I got for that one. This is where I'm going to need Mike to fill the gaps. I didn't have quite a lot of time, but we got Bills at Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers were minus three and a half at home. Bucks win thirty-three to twenty-seven. Mm, I won. Mike loses. Uh, looked like a great game. Goes to overtime, but I did not get a chance to check out anything besides the score plays in that
1: game. Bucks were up big in that early seventeen nothing maybe.
0: Yeah, I, they, like I was saying, like, the games where I was going back and watching them, teams were taking early leads and just pissing them
1: off. Yeah, so I don't know if that's, like, a compl- complacency thing, like, hey, we want to keep guys healthy, we want to make sure that we don't, like, lose these guys long term. I don't know what that is, but it does feel like that was the case quite a bit.
0: And then here so last game we have was the sunday nighter that everyone was pretty happy with the results so bears at packers packers were minus we got them at minus 12 and a half everybody else in the state got them at minus 11 so we we got a raw deal on that one but the packers win 45 to 30 and if you listen to last week i told you i would give the pattern right on the nuts man yeah
1: right on the nuts
0: nailed that one. I mean, this is another one. I guess the team didn't hold on, but, like, the Bears come out hot. I mean, this is all they got, you know. Like, oh, can we beat the Packers? So they come out hot, take an early lead. We kind of went over, like, the special teams issues with uh, Chris Jackie. You guys should have already heard that by now. One one of the plays, though, that I thought was a little raw that went our way was that out of bounds on the punt when he kind of got pushed out, then he kind of came back in. I don't know, man. I think we got lucky with with that call. I'm biased, but not that biased.
1: You you can see where we got advantages, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that play, I don't know if I saw that actual play, right? So I watched – you know, probably midway through the first quarter, all the way through. But like, I must have like that play. Oh, I don't
0: remember. Like that—that that was later.
1: Um, yeah, no, no, bro. I don't remember seeing that play. Like, I didn't care either, right? Yeah. So at that point in the game, I thought it was over. We were up eleven, and I thought, yeah, don't matter.
0: Yeah. No, and I don't think it would have changed the game. Like Rogers wasn't losing. He was on a heater. Which so you
1: heater. might only you might only win by three, right? Yeah. But yeah, like I did not feel like that game was lost at any point. We were down what ten nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, you know, like I guess it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a close game. Instead of like, I didn't think, well, oh, there's no way we win this. Which I definitely felt in games for sure, yeah. but not. Not now for this one.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I felt comfortable the whole time. Like even when the when the Bears were up, I was like, we're good to go. Like
1: that. So I actually felt like really good down six at halftime. I
0: was yeah. Like, oh
1: yeah. This is this would be fine.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, and normally if we don't have an interview, we're gonna. Dive into Wisconsin sports a little bit more, but we got a long interview here. Um, we're going to try not to make this this one too long. Yeah, the
1: Badgers had a rough game against Ohio State. That's the only thing that really, yeah, I can think of. It was yeah, a rough game. Badgers bounce back game up. next week. No big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think they're in trouble. They seem like they'll figure stuff out. Uh, current game we have in progress: the Monday Nighter, where Mike picked the Rams. Plus two and a half. I picked the Cardinals minus two and a half. Looks like Mike is going to. So right now we have the Rams twenty-seven, Arizona thirteen. Looks like Mike is in pretty good shape, but I get. I guess we can't really say that with all the, the crazy late scoring that came this week.
1: Uh, yeah, and but, so the the other thing is we want the Cardinals to lose. You want the Cardinals to lose. I want the Cardinals to lose. The Packers want the Cardinals to lose. Yeah, the ones. It'd be nice of them to lose. It'd be a nice Christmas gift to all of those of us in Wisconsin. Get it done, Cardinals.
0: Yeah, lose one for us. You've helped us get into the playoffs before. Now help us get the one sweet. Um, yeah. The real ones know that reference. And that wraps up last week's recap. And we are going to try to fly through our picks this week. All right, get ready for it the week 15 picks. So we are going to start with Mike. I actually did my homework this week and I picked my picks beforehand. So I'm just going to be firing those bad boys off at you. Mike, I don't know. I, well, what are you, where are you sitting at Mike? Did you do your homework?
1: I'm ready too. I did my homework in about eight minutes. So that's right. why I'm so, that's why I'm so good at this stuff.
0: Yeah. You're crushing it. So Thursday night game, we have chiefs minus three at the chargers. This one seems super easy to me, but I'm going to let you pick.
1: I got the Chiefs.
0: Oh, yeah. Chiefs minus three. I think that is just going to be shit pumping. They have figured stuff out in Kansas City, and I think they can bring it on the road with them there. So, next thing we have is Raiders at Browns. Browns are minus six. I'm going to lead this one off. I think the Raiders are awful, so I'm going to take the Browns minus six in Cleveland.
1: Apparently, I'm a Raiders apologist, so I am on the Raiders plus six. You said six, right? That's what you got, man.
0: Yeah, you got plus six. Yeah, if, if you have any of your lines different, um, I still have a line that's not out yet. So we'll see if it, if it comes. Before. I
1: used Yahoo. So Yahoo had week 15's lines. Yeah. Yahoo Sports did. So. All
0: right. We're, we're going to be using your, one of your lines later. I'll ask you. Yep. All right. So next one I have is Patriots at Colts. Colts are minus two. Pick them, Mike.
1: I got the Colts. Yep,
0: I knew it. Mike's got a hot take on the Patriots losing a bunch of games.
1: Um, Which is not happening. They've made me look like a fool. I will apologize to the Patriots and all you Patriots fans. I'm wrong. It's okay. I will soon be right-er. Yeah. Uh, So,
0: I'm with you on that one. I think Colts win. I think... The minus two line with how hot the Patriots have been. Yeah. I, I Might I, be
1: begging I, you. Say it. Might be begging you to take the Patriots this week, right? That's how
0: I feel about it, at
1: least. Yeah.
0: All right. So this one I am doing on the fly because Mike's going to give me the line. Uh, Panthers at Bills. I'm going to guess the line first. I'm going to guess what you got for the line. I'm going to say the Bills are minus seven. A whole
1: touch. Ten and a half.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was stupid. Uh, so minus 10, Bills are minus 10 and a half. I am going to take them.
1: I take the Bills too. All right, so
0: Mike's going to take the Bills minus 10 and a half as well. What you got for that one, Mike? Why are you taking the Bills minus 10 and a half?
1: So they're a good team. ran into a couple of other good teams is what I believe. Mm-hmm. And I just can't, I just can't expect them to like continue to lose.
0: Yeah, no. And they got a good defense. I think with Cam Newton, the Panthers are pretty one dimensional. I'll say it. I think with the Bills defense, it's going to be tough for the Panthers to score points. I think that's going to be Bill's big. All right, we're gonna kick it back. We got Texans at the Jaguars. Jaguars are minus three at home. And this is the poop bowl of the week. We'll call this game the hammered dog poop of the week.
1: This might be the poop bowl of the uh of the season. Yeah. This is a pretty bad one.
0: Yeah, I don't even right, know what to me. go with. It. Yeah, you
1: I got the Texans plus three because I don't like the head coach of the Jaguars.
0: Didn't know where to go. Um, I think both teams are awful. So I ended up going with the Jaguars minus three. I got no reason for you. Just guessing on that one. So next game we got Titans minus two at the Steelers. And that just screams trap to me. So I'm going to go with the Steelers plus two.
1: I don't have that that. game for some reason. It's Titans-Steelers. Steelers minus two?
0: No. Titans are minus two in Pittsburgh.
1: I'll take the Titans.
0: All right. You're taking the Titans. And we're going to circle back to our double dog. So our double dog is going to be when you pick a dog for the straight-up win, if that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's
1: a Coney Island double dog. Make sure everybody knows.
0: Yep. Extra cheese, extra chili. And mustard. So, next game we got. Mike's gonna kick this one back. We got Cardinals minus 13 and a half at the Alliance.
1: I got the Lions.
0: All right, Mike is going plus
1: 13.
0: To Lions. I just have no faith in the Lions after this week. Um, Cardinals are gonna win by 20. Um, so I'm taking the Cardinals. Next game, we got Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins are minus eight and a half. Dolphins are playing pretty good. I think that's a pretty high number, but I like it. So I'm going to take the Dolphins minus eight and a half.
1: I got the Dolphins too.
0: Dolphins, Dolphins. All right, next game, Cowboys minus eight. 10 and a half at the Giants. Mike's been screwing up his Cowboy picks ever since we started.
1: That's what happens when you hate the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys.
0: All right. Yep. Same, same. I got the Cowboys. I think they're a good team. They got their playmakers. They have their bad weeks, but the Giants are, are awful, in my opinion. And the Cowboys, I think last week's show, I was like, okay, the Cowboys. aren't that that great they're they're a good team they they don't worry me too much in the packers path but that uh, i just jinxed us but whatever i hope that doesn't come back
1: what the fuck man yeah
0: i know that was bad news all right so next game i guess i didn't pick this one we have the football team at the eagles and the eagles are minus four at home which sounds wrong to me out loud. Uh, I'm going to go with the football team plus four. Hopped off my Eagles bandwagon.
1: I'm on the football team too.
0: All right. We both have the football team plus four. Mike's going to kick this one back. We got Bengals at Broncos. Broncos are minus one and a half points at
1: home bangles plus one and a half double dog
0: oh that's mike's double dog he had the double dog paired put the dd next to that one i got the bangles as well i was looking into making that double dog but i am gonna circle back to my double dog but like i said i have the bangles as well uh plus one and a half and then next game we have is falcons at 49ers 49ers are minus Eight and a half out at the 49ers.
1: It's the Falcons? Yep. What's the line?
0: Falcons at the 49ers. 49ers are eight and a half point favorites at home.
1: I'm taking the Niners. Eight and a half.
0: All right. I think we got a lot of similar ones this week. And since we're both out, money. I know I said one time that we're gonna see what the consensus is doing, but we're both out money, so must must not be in too bad. Um, next game we got is Seahawks at Rams. Rams are minus six and a half at home. I got the Rams. Rams, he's taken the favorite. I'm taking the dog. i so I'm taking the Seahawks. And I was thinking about stamping that one as my double dog. I was going to give some good points on that one. Yeah,
1: um, that's a lot.
0: But I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm not going to stamp that one as my double dog. I think I know which one I'm circling back to. Next game, I got the no-brainer, the Century. We got the Packers at the Ravens. Ravens are, or Packers are minus five, at the Ravens. And that is just going to be an absolute disaster for the Ravens. So Packers, Packers by hundred.
1: So with this game, we should actually have to pick the score, right? And that way, like, we could actually give it to one of us or the other of us. But it don't matter. I got, I'm on the Packers too. All right. Five and a half or five?
0: Uh, I got them at minus five. I get the lines fresh, hot off the press. First line that comes out. That's what I got. We'll we'll do it. We'll pick a score. I am going to say the Packers win 35
1: to 17. Okay. So I got like a 28-17. 28-17. All right. So Mike doesn't have faith
0: in the Packers scoring that extra touchdown for
1: us. I don't think they're going to need it. That 17 is not going to come until the last – Three minutes. They're going to score a touchdown right at the end of the game. We're going to be up 28 to 10. It'll be a essentially a blowout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got there. Uh,
1: so, next. So, they could score, the Packers could score a load of points on that game because their secondary is in shambles.
0: Yeah. Well, they got maybe, a lot of guys up there. Maybe we will. So, the over is 43 and a half. So, we're both picking the score to go over the over. So maybe double, double dip on that one. Packers in the over, parlay it, win some bongs of your own. But yeah, next game we'll go Saints at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are minus 11 at home. And like I said, when, when the Saints are going to face a defense that's ca- more capable than the Jets, which Buccaneers defense is much more capable than the Jets, they're not going to do well. So I have... The Buccaneers minus 11. So give it a the points
1: yep. there. Yep, I'll take them too.
0: All right, I talked Mike into that one. All right, La- last game the week is the NFC North Showdown between the Vikings, who are minus three and a half on the road at the Bears. What you got, Mike?
1: I got the Vikings minus three and a half.
0: I do too. I feel like we have a lot of similar picks this week, but. But, yeah, I think the Vikings are a good team. They're just very good at finding a way to –
1: And there's no way – there's no way the Bears get the special teams breaks that they got last Mm -hmm. week. There's no chance.
0: Yeah. No, I I don't – I don't think there's – granted, there's no team I watch closer than the Packers, but I just can't see – I don't see another team that has, like, special teams problems that the Packers have. We fix those. Super Bowl championship.
1: We're so good we might not need to fix them. No, I, think, I don't think that's accurate. If you did that against a good team, so let's say if you did that against the Rams, they would have killed us. Yeah, yeah. They would have killed us. It would have been a bloodbath.
0: Oh, yeah. And I yeah, I think. You'll hear, as you heard earlier, Chris has been point. I, I think special teams, and I mean, every, I don't know, considers them a football. Like, I'm no expert. I'm no coach. I'm no, nothing like that. The special teams is important. And I think if we're going to lose any game in the playoffs right now, it's definitely going to be our special teams that lose that game.
1: Field position battle really actually matters. Like, oh, for yeah. sure. Right, So, like, you can win games based solely on field position. Evenly matched teams putting somebody in the five and then, like, they only get it out to the 45, that's a, th- you know, a six-point swing or, whatever, or a three-point swing. Like, that's giving three points up because you can't punt well enough or something. Like, yeah. if that's the case and we're fucking it up and giving guys 40 yards every time they touch the ball on a kick, we're done.
0: Yeah, and I mean our defense has been doing a great job at making up for a lot of those mistakes. Like there, there's there's at least three times where I've seen it where I was like, "Oh, we're gonna give up a touchdown here," and they hold no field goal. Like, just gotta stop doing that. This defense is good. Um, Speaking
1: of that, Rasul Douglas, that guy is. Re- that's, that's my boy. Rasul rules. Rasul yeah. rules.
0: It's my new uh, Patrick Dendy. I don't remember, know if you remember uh, the corner. He was like a nickel guy that ended up getting like two touchdowns late in the season. And I thought he was going to be great. But Rasul Douglas, you are going to be great.
1: You're not going to be Patrick Dendy. The real question is, is whether he can keep a spot on the team. Like, I see that he's great, right? I see that. I see he's reading the ball really well. He's playing excellent. But you're not taking – Alexander spot, and you're not taking Stokes' spot, you can't take Stokes' spot for at least three years. Right? So they're going to give him the opportunity.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like the best That's the downfall. Well, it's the best problem in the NFL
1: to have though, is have an extra cornerback. I was talking um, today with a guy. We have zero starting offensive line. Yeah, no. And, so Turner and, and, went down? Turner went down. Turner was the only guy on the line that was starting.
0: You could kind of see it in that bear game early, too. They were getting that after Rodgers, So
1: Okay. Not in a ridiculous way. It's not like it affected him. No, they the, get, they the, did get a few sacks here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't ridiculous.
0: Yeah. The they ended up digging their heels and playing a pretty good game after. After the Bears spent all their energy early.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody is starting where they're supposed to start right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's mix and match them.
1: yeah. So the only starter we have left on the the only starter we have left on the line, I believe, is Lucas Patrick. He's got a sweet and he's starting at too. center, and he's not supposed to be at center.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we'll see. Like, that, that's another thing, too. Like, I don't know if it's going fix, to fix the special teams, but it's going to make our offense a lot better when Bakhtiari's back and our defense is still going to get better with Alexander back. So, I think, well, so I think we have some –
1: Alexander comes back. Today. When Alexander comes back, that puts a guy on special teams that you might not be using on special teams right now.
0: I, I, yeah, you could be right. I'm not saying I,
1: that's Douglas.
0: Yeah, no, you could be right. Um, but I, I don't think if you have a third-string corner, I could be completely wrong saying this. If you have a third-string corner playing special teams at a very high level, I don't think when your corner goes down, he takes his place, you take him off special teams. I could be wrong, but I, so
1: I think I you leave him out there. So I I would take him off because I imagine that it's easier to play special teams than high-end corner, And, like, thinking through through the high-end corner, like, being able to, like, process through that and then doing that much running to give him another, you know, 400 yards worth of running in a game would be pretty difficult.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's a good point there. And, yeah, maybe – Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's more of like if like a linebacker fills in, I don't think you take him off. Like if he gets a starting job due to injury, I don't think you take a linebacker off the field. But I don't think you mess with the special teams unit.
1: Like I think if if you can help it, if you can help it, you don't. How often? So more than likely, Campbell would be awesome on special teams. Yeah. But would you really put him there? Or like Maybe a better example would be like a Brian o'leary He might've been awesome playing special teams. Oh, I'm sure. But do you actually want him to play special teams? Yeah. Like, do you want him out there? I'm not sure.
0: That was another, that, that was a medium to mild meatball that we we threw to you guys. We got to fix that special teams. We talked a about A bland it. meatball. A bland meatball out there. So. so what do you think? Do you think, We'll, we'll make it easy. Do you think switch your special teams unit when a starting corner goes down in the third string corners, playing all the time, but he was doing well on special teams? That was confusing. I just confused myself saying that. But I hope you get my point.
1: You heard the conversation. You can okay. make a decision.
0: We will roll quick into our last segment before we wrap things up this one has been getting the most emails is the rumble fantasy eight and we got an email from jared that lives in toma and he is wondering i'm reading his email right now he says hey is this rumble fantasy eight blowjob thing real um if so how do i submit my team and jared i'm just gonna gonna cut you off there it's not a blowjob; it's a hand job so yes DJ is from pj this week <laughs> no these, these are these are all from <laughs> <laughs> these are all all from mike so if you win you're in toma mike's in Wilton. you guys can meet at hardy's in oakdale <laughs> and you'll have a good time so we have Mike's Rumpel Fancy 8 th- here.
1: So this was an alternating thing. I thought it was uh, hand jobs for me one week and then BJ's from PJ the next week. No, dude, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. See,
0: you got it there. You got it all right. Mike, so you picked an injured player last week to put on your team. You had, you had the whole league. <laughs> to
1: put this is what t- happens <laughs> when you don't do your homework.
0: <laughs> he picks Christian McCaffrey who's sitting at home.
1: Well, yeah. This is what happened when you like do this on a Monday and you're not doing your homework and you haven't looked at anything.
0: But- I will give I will give Mike that one. I did surprise him with I made us record a day early.
1: But well, so like you had told me we were re- recording a day early. And I didn't remember that.
0: You change your schedule due
1: to my, my
0: needs. So, and he will take care of your needs if you get a perfect team.
1: All right. Mike. See, I think, well, I think we're going to have a whole segment of BJ's for PJ, but. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, Mike, don't make me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so we are <laughs> we're gonna start out. I you do them in order for me this week, though. So, so um, we're gonna start with quarterback. You, you got you did your homework this week, right?
1: I did this pretty quickly. So you're picking Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson, I believe news I heard is that they expect him to play, right? So they're not expecting him to be out.
0: Yeah, I wonder what that line would be. If they expected him not to play, I don't think it. Well, yeah, it's got
1: to move. Yeah, it's, it's got. Yeah, he's got to move at <laughs> least. He's a great player. Yeah, right? two
0: points. Yeah, two points in the in the batting row. So, so maybe it, it would be uh,
1: Packers. He's a guy that scares the. He scares the bejesus out of me, but that's probably like I just saw flashbacks that of Kaepernick, right? Yeah, the running or yeah. quarterback or Vic. Yeah. So those guys like ruined a lot of our playoff. Opportunities, Vic and
0: Captain. Yeah. But I wonder what the difference is though. Like you wouldn't have to see uh Lamar Jackson to the Super Bowl. So you get that. I, I don't know if they're gonna do it this year, but you usually you got that championship by week Super Bowl. So I mean you get an extra week to prepare for them. Maybe they're taking that out though with the the 18 week season. I don't know. Um I probably could check, but I'm not going to. I I don't
1: know. I want to say that I thought it was pushed back. That they pushed the Super Bowl back a week because right. of the 18 weeks.
0: I like how when I say that, like that I don't know. You you, you asked me a question with the infliction. No, oh, I said I want to say. Oh, okay. I want to
1: say that that's what happened.
0: All right. Let's, let's, let's rattle them off. I'm taking the fantasy year off until next year. So we're going to call this – segment the rumple fantasy eight uh email us your teams uh so jared you can tweet it too jared bang on the drum at gmail.com and just give us a quarterback two running backs two receivers tight end defense and a kicker that's a
1: standard eight. team
0: yep we were we were doing the math wrong for a long time we we even had it down to a six but but we are gonna do the rumple fantasy eight so give me a quarterback man
1: Dak Prescott.
0: Dak Prescott. Who's he going against? Giants. Giants. Good pick, Mike. Good
1: pick. probably a primetime game or the game of the week, too, because they always are when they play. Oh, yeah. Huge Ever- markets, right?
0: Yeah. Every game in Brazil is a primetime game for me. Primetime That's- slash past my bedtime. We're three hours ahead
1: of you. So you're, th- you're three hours ahead of me. So you're this is like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yep, 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 yep. Ish.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I was going to ask you about that.
0: I mean, it's nice for the noon games and, like, the 3 o'clock games. Not bad. The late games, it it was tough staying up for the Packers game. I definitely was in and out at the end of the game and had to go back and watch it this morning. So.
1: C.D. Lamb, double points.
0: Double points for the CD Lamb, Dak Prescott to CD Lamb. I like
1: that. Like I said last time, this could very easily end up being Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like Cooper. I get that.
0: Like we were saying, that, that Dallas team has weapons on both sides of the ball. So.
1: Yeah. I'm guessing on CD Lamb this week, I think the Cowboys are going to score a boatload of points. You half, know, they might points. dial it in. They might let the Giants get back into it in the last, you know, nine minutes of the game, but that'll just give them another opportunity for Mike yeah. McCarthy to throw throw the ball about seven or eight more times.
0: Yeah, at the end. Gets, gets ahead, sits on his lead, and then doesn't know what to do
1: when the team comes throwing back. Debo Samuel. Debo. Debo Samuel is my other wide receiver. All right. What do we
0: got for running backs? We'll roll through it. I won't make you give a full breakdown on everybody.
1: Devontae Foreman. Foreman. They are playing the Steelers, right? Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. Steelers Steelers looked rough against the run. Real bad.
0: Take Foreman. Take, take him.
1: Leonard Fournette.
0: Oh, Lenny. Is he gonna? Is he going to be 10 in the rabbits this week?
1: <laughs> yes, 10 in the rabbits.
0: <laughs> Three touchdowns and Lenny gets a 10 in the rabbits. He gets a 10 in the rabbits uh,
1: a while back, too. I made a, We're going to go with Travis Kelsey. Ooh, made a mistake on this. Kelsey. He's really the only tight end worth taking. He's the only one that's going to be consistent all the time. Plus, like, he's not always perfect. He doesn't always have a 15-point game, but he's always a guy that gets seven, right? Yeah. Even on his bad games, he's got 54 yards receiving and a few catches.
0: I feel like tight end position is one of the hardest to uh, get the perfect week. So if you're looking for that, Mike, Mike's special treat. Um yeah, tight ends tough. But so what I will say is uh Kittle's been ripping it up and he's playing the Falcons. So if you want a perfect week and you want to see Mike at Hardy's in Oakdale, I will go with Kittle.
1: <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey's the guy go with I, Kittle and then I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> I don't have to meet nobody at Hardy's in Oakdale. Uh, who, who
0: are the Chiefs playing again this week?
1: The Chiefs are playing the Chargers. Chargers. Okay. All right, defense. That kicker is going to – defense is the Cowboys. They're very opportunistic, created a ton of turnovers. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I think they're playing a bad team. That's helpful. Yeah, they're playing the Giants. You got a lot of Cowboys going. Yep. I'm leaning heavy on them, so if they piss the bet, I'm I'm in trouble. Yeah, he's gonna be buying you a sundrop. And then Cairo Santos, because I've decided that I'm rolling with what Pat goes with, and I'm taking my kickers on Monday night. All right, that's smart, smart decision.
0: So to wrap up the Rumble fans, and I
1: didn't want to take, I didn't want to take Joseph.
0: Yep, me neither. So, to wrap up the Rumble Fantasy Eight, so if you beat Mike, if you email us or tweet us a team with a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, and a defense, defense, and a kicker, and you beat Mike, banging on the drum is going to buy you a sun drop. If you get a perfect week, you'll get to meet Mike at Hardy's
1: in Oakdale. No, sir. No, no meeting me at Hardy's in Oakdale. Eh, we'll,
0: we'll see he said all right <laughs> so we'll see how we chop that all right dj dj's from pj so sorry if you were stayed listening and you're a chris jackie fan and and you have no idea what a Hardies in oakdale is <laughs> you know, but our our other five listeners that listen they, they know what we're talking about other than that, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope we got a little bit bigger of a crowd this week. Yeah, well, we'll see how it yeah. goes. I'll keep you guys updated too. I think that's kind of fun to do. So maybe I'll tweet out the the how many listeners we got. We're international though. I'm coming to you from Brazil. We got someone in the UK downloading this. We got India Loves Us. I think we got like seven people from India downloading this. One person from Australia, he's our mate, and then I think we got like ninety-nine. We're over a hundred downloads, so
1: we we're at we're, getting, one, we're, we're getting, at one.
0: one. We're Last I say
1: we're at one. Yeah,
0: so over. 100. So, but
1: if you if you're enjoying this, if you think that like it's any good at all, tell somebody about it, right? Yeah. Tell them like these guys are morons. You gotta listen. They're completed, whatever. If you hate listening, keep on keeping on. Oh, just yeah. keep downloading that
0: and tweet at mj doherty with the hate um
1: oh yeah argue with me it's the highlight of my day
0: he loves it so i do the, the most action we've been getting on twitter so far is like we tweet something off the bang on the drum account and then we go like it so
1: so, so i'm doing that to try to keep that relative
0: oh, I, I do this i do the same we're gonna let this show build generically, so we're we're hoping that you guys enjoyed this, enjoyed the interview with Chris. He's he was awesome. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, we're getting Packers legends on this show, and it's only our fifth episode. So well,
1: I mean, yeah, we have we have a Packers legend. Like I said, like I don't remember him ever missing the kick. I obviously that's not a real memory. But I never, I didn't remember being like, he was obviously perfect. I never saw him this morning, right?
0: Yeah, we were young and the Packers were great.
1: And yeah, and the fact that he came on our show, like, is amazing. Oh, yeah. It yep. Made my day.
0: We're blown up from here, guys. Um, so what else was I going to say? So we got a website. We'll click the link on there. It's it's pretty long link. But follow us at uh, banging underscore drum. Uh, if you want to email us, email us at banging on the drum at gmail.com. We'll put this in the notes. And the other thing I want to throw in the notes is going to be the game that Chris and I were talking about where he goes, or well, Chris, Mike and I were talking about where he goes five for five and the Packers beat the 49ers on a Monday night to be taken as real contenders. So I'm going to throw the link in there. It's, it's fun to watch other than, the score is not on the screen all the time. That, that's a little bothersome. But but other than that, you get past that. Uh, maybe pull up the box score next to it so you know know what the score is at certain times. But Packers win 23-20. to 20. Chris Jackson walks it off with a 53-yard field goal and becomes my hero for the rest of my life. So thanks for coming on, Chris. Thank you all for listening.
1: And, hey, if you like it, Let somebody know. Thank you. And all you suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shorts.
0: All them suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the past can't eat my shoals. Nah, nah, nah. Eat my shoals.